Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week we are going to be talking to you about creating ritual on your own versus co-creating ritual versus creating ritual for a group and holding that container. Right? That's a lot of creation. I know. We're very creative here at The Witch Next Door. Sometimes. We've been very creative all morning. We've been working really hard on creating, co-creating. We're co-creating. We are. We're co-creating a tarot class. It's very exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. We're going to move through the Major Arcana. It's going to be rad. 22. 22 cards, 22 yoga flows, 22 so- something. Journal prompts, <laughs> 22 art projects. Yes. Activity <laughs> suggestions, 22 playlists. No, just kidding. It's But it's going to be cool. <laughs> But co-creating is so much fun. Co-creating is really fun, but there's sometimes it's not as fun. Like having disagreements? Right. Or like just the process, right? Because it takes longer. It does. It takes longer. Right? When I'm creating something for myself, I sit down and I write it out and I might Mm -hmm. tweak it here or there. But when you start to have to take into consideration- What other people want. Right. (laughs) Feelings. Other people's feelings. Yeah. Or time. Mm Mm-hmm. This was our thing. We had we like started with this giant vision and we had to scale it back because in order for us to work together, we had to take into consideration our schedule, our lives, our lives. <laughs> and yeah, like changes and yep. family responsibilities, new jobs. And, yeah, all yep. these things. So when you co-create something, it requires a little bit more, I guess, patience and mm-hmm. there's a lot more juice there because it's not just coming from you. But there's like stuff. Yeah. I like it because usually someone will come up with a new idea. Like if yeah. there's more, like there's just more ideas put out there, you know? Totally. Totally. But also can be like trying to figure out like there's too many ideas and trying to hone it is right. kind of really difficult sometimes. And trying to communicate your ideas. I was trying to explain something to Veronica and no matter what words I used, it wasn't coming out the way I saw it in my head. So I had to like sit down and map it out visually like on a piece of paper. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also a visual learner as well. So oh, well, that there's that to too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I wrote it out in my rocket book. For those of you that um, this, by the way, and we are not sponsored by rocket book, but that'd be cool <laughs> if we were. Uh, but for those of you that are paper people, because I am a notebook paper Me person. Too, yeah. Oh my God. So somebody turned me on to these things called rocket books and you could like write in them with these erasable pens and then you can take a picture with the app and it like sends it to your email That's as crazy. a PDF. And you just showed this to me. I'm, I'm just like, what? Yeah. I have to just be tangential here for a moment because hello, let's save the planet by not chopping down more trees for those of us that are paper people and yep. get these completely reusable notebooks that you, you can turn into off. digital and... files. Yeah. That's so cool. And if you have good handwriting, which I don't, you can also turn them into Word docs that you can then edit. Hello. Yeah. Who makes this stuff up? Smart people. Who co-created? Co-created. Just about to say (laughs) somebody co-created this. (laughs) Or maybe it is a one-person idea. 
Maybe. I don't know. That seems like something you had to like bounce some back and forth about. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, whatever it is, if you are a paper person, you should totally get yourself a rocket book and some friction pens and your life will be massively improved. I'm sold. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Well, my friend who told me about it, she was just like going off and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm so enthusiastic. I'm like, no, like I'm getting it. It's revolutionary. It is. Yeah. Like going to change my world with my giant stack of notebooks. I have one for every single thing. And then I write in the wrong one and then I can't find what I wrote down. Yep. That happens to me too. Oh my like gosh. scratch paper. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, where is that one receipt from Oliver's Market that I wrote down all of our stuff that we needed to buy at that other store? <laughs> do you do that? Are you a receipt person? I do. I write on receipts, but usually that's like in the car, like when I have no other paper and I'm scrounging to write on something, I'll write on a receipt because I always have a receipt. Yeah, there's always there's always something. But I, I write on any – envelopes is another big one for me. Oh, yeah. I get a thought, and then I have to get it on paper because I'm like, this is going to disappear. This creative moment is going to vanish. You have a lot of creative moments. I know. It's intense. <laughs> it's so really you must intense. have a lot of rituals <laughs> circling back around. Nice. <laughs> one that you've created for yourself i have I, i've done a lot of rituals so let me talk about that let's should we start with yourself solo rituals yeah, solo so one thing about solo rituals is that you have a lot more freedom because you're not co-creating so you're not bouncing things back and forth you can do whatever you want and you're doing it for yourself so you have the flexibility of being in yourself like you don't have to worry about how this is going to land for somebody else it's very personal yeah, it's your own intention. Exactly. Yeah. And it made me, it just, I just had a flash to what uh, Veronica was talking about last week with this idea of like, oh, I have this idea for this ritual and it has to be a certain way. And since it's not going to be that way, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like I had caffeine, but I did not, just for the record. <laughs> I can feel the vibration. You're just really excited right now. <laughs> I'm like really excited. I don't know why. <laughs> this topic. I'm just excited about talking about rituals. Um, but you can, you can, if you give yourself permission to be flexible, you have a ton of flexibility, right? You can yep. make it however you want it. It can, you know, be as elaborate or as simple as you like. You only have to worry about the outcome for yourself. You can yep. do it. You can make it really short and do it quickly in between things. You don't have to worry about timing. You can timing. do it in secret. Right. Oh, yeah. You do it in your car. Yeah. <laughs> do you do ritual in your car? No, I think I pretty much like, I do a lot of like praying in my car. Yeah. I do a lot of praying in my car. I do a lot of clearing my energy in the car. Nice. Yeah. If if anybody ever sees me driving down the road and there's like smoke in my car, I'm not smoking. (laughs) Not a smoker. Right. Just smoke cleansing. Yeah. It's probably just sage or Palo Santo. Because you know the alarms, the fire alarm's not going to go off. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. I set the fire alarm off in my kitchen the other day with incense. Yeah, it that's... was very alarming. I'm like, what's on fire? Oh, and then oh, the, all the animals that. freak out. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it's totally horrible. So the moral of that story is do not light incense next to your smoke alarm. You can still do ritual on your own. And just, you smoke. And you smoke. Just not next to your smoke <laughs> alarm because it's alarming. Yeah. Anyway. So solo ritual. Thank you. I'll you keep know. that in mind. <laughs> So if you're performing a ritual solo, <laughs> then, you know, you only have yourself to worry about, as we were saying. You can set your intention. You can do it however you want to do it. Um, you know, I've had some really powerful solo rituals where I've just 
created it and dropped into it and gone there. Um, but I also remember last week, Veronica, you were talking about, uh, about how, you know, when you create a ritual, sometimes you want it to be just right. Yeah. Or otherwise I won't do it. Right. Yeah. So I think that there's pros and cons to being alone because you're, you're accountable only to yourself. Yeah. No one's there. Like, yeah, there's nobody there going like, no, you're going to do this. You need to do this. You want to do this. Don't you remember (laughs) you want to do this? (laughs) Well, and the other cool thing about doing rituals by yourself is you can pivot. So partway through a ritual, you might be like, I feel like I was going to do this thing, but now I feel really called to do it this way or um, or maybe this needs to be more open-ended than I thought, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you have that ability to really shift. When you co-create a ritual <laughs> and you decide to pivot without telling your co-creator, <laughs> there may be some complications, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> especially if you're co-creating and you're like leading a ritual for other, you know, you're a group. Right. You because know? you're trying to hold a container. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, we talked a little bit about how when you co-create, you have to take into consideration other people's feelings and experiences. But uh, the other thing that's really beneficial to co-creating is that you don't have to hold a space by yourself. Which is really nice. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it for a group. Yep. I mean, I think that, I don't know if you and I have just created a ritual that we've done by ourselves, but I know that we have created a ritual where it's been like three of us. Mm-hmm. That have yep. gotten together, thought of something, and then executed it relatively quickly. Um, and so that's kind of one thing. But that's really different than co-creating a ritual and then holding space for a group around that ritual. Yeah. I mean, you're you're wanting to stick with the intention and, you know, you don't want to derail what is going on. And, you know, one person might be off. You know, your co-creator might be like a little off that night. And you're like, hmm. I'm never off. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm off. I'm talking about the time. you. No, I know. <laughs> Maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> I can take it. It's cool. Well, and what's also true is if you're co-creating with somebody that you know really well. So Veronica and I clearly know each other really well. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So we can actually just look at each other and sort of know. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. Right. Yeah. Or like if one of us goes off script and the other one looks at like, what What are we doing? And then then there's like communication that happens between us where we are able to write the like funk (laughs) and get back on track. Right. But if you're doing it with someone you don't know really well. Yeah. You might want to stay on script. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Uh, a good idea. And, and the energy feels different because you're, it might be a little more like uh, sticky like you might find some little more, a few more stuck spots. But what's also true is that if you're a participant in that ritual, you might not notice that. That's true. It's really, it's really interesting being it's so different being a participant as opposed to leading. Yes. I mean, and you can say that about, you know, any class or anything, being a teacher as opposed to being a student. Giving a speech versus yeah. being the person receiving it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love receiving. It's like, oh, it's so hard to be the person standing in front. Yes. You know, can I just be the receiver? You can sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> it's also really beneficial to put yourself out there and, you know, be vulnerable and stand up and say, hey, I have something to offer right now. Well, it's really empowering. You know, that was really what was at the core of of me creating the priestess path. That was why I wanted to do like a whole journey for a group of women to journey through together was to be held and witnessed as they step into practicing these roles. 
So it's really cool when you have people that you can connect with and start practicing ritual with, start creating ritual for each other where you're holding it solo and ritual where you're co-creating to hold it for the group. Yeah, because it feels it's safe. It feels safer to like kind of step out a little bit. It's like not a huge group, but like just big enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you guys can see me, I'm super nodding right now. I'm like, yeah. That's why I was talking <laughs> totally. <laughs> because I remember the first time that I ever led. Like, you remember it? Well, I, okay, I might be lying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even remember the first time I led. I remember some of the early days okay. of our group. And like, well, actually, I can remember a few of the earlier, like, first times that I tried to put something together for the group when we were in our women's circle. And felt like, oh, you know, it felt like a lot of pressure. Like, yeah. what if I screw this up? Well, nobody's going to know. But I, I was sure everybody was going to hate even me if and you think did, I was. Like, it's like all good. Like everybody cares about you and just wants you to do just but go. They for might it. find out I'm a bad witch. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. I know. If you're having that inner voice, listen to Veronica. <laughs> There's no such thing. Well, that's the thing when you have a smaller and int more intimate group. Yes. Then, you know, and especially if you know them or if you're cultivating a relationship, it, it's, it feels a little bit, yeah, you, you can step out a little bit more. That's what it feels like most of the time. Yeah. You it know? feels a little safer yeah. to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know in our group, especially in the early days when we were really small, when we were like four people. Uh, we, um, a lot of our rituals were not about, in fact, in the beginning, it wasn't about each of us holding that role as like the high priestess for the night. Right. Oh, no, that came later. Yeah. Right. So in the beginning we were co-creating every ritual yeah. and each of us had a role. And in that way, it was really cool practice. Yeah. I mean, that is a different way of doing. And we've thought about that, gone back to like, Oh, what if we all planned it? Mm -hmm. There's more, more of us now though. That's yes. the problem. Yeah. It does get a little bit trickier when there's more. But, but we still do this community-wise, like for our annual Beltane ritual, which we haven't done for several years. But in the past, we would always hold a Beltane ritual, mm -hmm. and every person in our circle would hold a different role, um, and sometimes multiple roles. And then we would hold that container and that ritual for our community, so family, friends that we wanted to invite. And sometimes we'd have like 75 people show up. Yeah, and we've had some big Beltanes. Some big Beltanes. For us yeah and it definitely um it has its challenges yes <laughs> you know having that many people and um making sure everything's running smoothly and that, like i think about oh yeah and then i'd hear people you know who are participants would be like that was amazing i'm like oh all i'm you know a lot of the <laughs> my inner critic is inside going like oh we missed this yes. or we missed that i'm like oh thank you i'm so glad you know right <laughs> I know. I'm like, I didn't sing that part loud enough. How is it wonderful? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you missed, a, I missed a cue, yeah. you know, like, but they don't know. They're yeah. just there, you know, enjoying it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Receiving, that. receiving the energy. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's interesting. And then it's also interesting now having been in this role for myself, you know, within our circle, within my solitary practice, leading rituals for other groups. When I go into a ritual that's being led 
by other people. I feel a lot more tuned in to what they're doing, mostly out of curiosity, because I'm like, oh, how are they doing it? Like, I want to learn, you know? Yeah. Oh, how interesting. And, um, and I have to try to put that aside a little bit so I can drop in further to what's actually going on and what the intention is that's supposed to be happening. <laughs> So you can receive? So I mm, yeah, right. interesting. Mm. Could that be a greater pattern <laughs> yeah, in my life? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll just, I'm going to do a little spoiler here, which is that Veronica and I actually recorded this part of our podcast yesterday and we had a little glitch with the microphone. Okay. So I shut off the microphone. <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> I was not even going to say that, dude. <laughs> I'm saying it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that happened. So we had like all these things that we wanted to say. And so I'm having a little bit of like, didn't we already say that? And then it, it's strange. It is strange, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Because we didn't go back and listen to the whole thing, but I know there were things. So I hope we're not repeating ourselves. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out the with magic us. magic of editing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I don't ever do. So. <laughs> So sorry about that too, uh, but thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I think I talked about when we did this yesterday was the way that creating ritual and showing up in a group, like all of this is about growth. It's all about like mm -hmm. kind of finding your edges. And for me, I am a person who, who likes to just make sure things are getting done. Uh-huh. Check mark. Check mark. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, what happens often in our group is somebody will go, hey, does anybody want to ground the group? <laughs> and it's silence. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like crawling out of my skin, right? Because I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. But don't say that because if I keep taking over, there's not room for anyone else to step in. Yes. And this has been a pattern for, this has been a huge growth pattern for me in the 17 years that we've been meeting. You're doing really well with it, Thank by the you. way. Yeah. Thank you. Some days it's really easy and some days I feel like I might die. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am okay with the silence and kind of just wait for the more quieter people that might take a little longer to come forward. I'm like, okay, maybe they want to volunteer this time. And then, you know, oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I should volunteer right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Veronica's much more patient than I am. Sometimes. Because I'm like, but time is wasting. We only have this much time. How many seconds have gone by? <laughs> so I have to make myself take a certain number of cycles of breath. Nice. Like drop Breathing in. It's important. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to breathe like four breaths. And I breathe like a tortoise. So that's like a long time. <laughs> so by the time I'm done with four breaths, if people haven't stepped up, then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm like, but that. if you volunteer every single time, nobody else can do then it. Nobody else even has the opportunity. So, and I'm loud. So I'm loud and I'm big. I take up a lot of space energetically. Um, and I think sometimes being in a group where other people are not maybe as faster, louder, you know, whatever it might be, um, they can get quelched mm -hmm. by some of that. And that's really been a learning curve for me too. So. Yeah, to be able Franca's to... looking at me with I'm like all, deep compassion like, right now. <laughs> loving and acceptance was what came into my head. Was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> loving and acceptance. Oh dear. For all people with all their processes and right. <laughs> all the processes. But the point, the reason I'm sharing all of this is because I think there are so many valuable lessons that we can learn from learning or or practicing holding space in a group. 
learning ritual, learning how to do that for ourselves maybe first because it feels easier, safer, um, you know, less, there's less potential judgment involved. And mm-hmm. then doing it within a group where maybe at first you're co-creating everything so that everybody's taking a role and you all get to practice. And then learning how to hold that down for the group as a whole is so powerful. It really is. Sometimes this, it's really interesting. I'm going to laugh right now. Um, <laughs> when do I not laugh? I don't know. Um, but a lot of times I might milk it. Like, what do you mean? It's really interesting. So this is something that is new for Emily to know about me. <laughs> and that Whoa. is sometimes when I'm leading, like I notice that like everybody's paying attention to me. So uh-huh. I, I will slow down. Why? Why would you do that? More. <laughs> I will slow down even more to like, to grab people. You know how people make pauses oh. or slow down their speech to draw people in. Like, I'm like, oh, everybody's watching me now. Hi. (laughs) This is what we're doing next, you know? And then just like really like get people's attention. All right. So my therapy question of the night is, how does that make you feel? What? When you're like milking it to use your. I kind of like it. So you like having the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Not all the time. Oh my gosh. Not all the time. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I like the attention, like just to be seen. I'm like, hi. And I don't even have to say anything. I'll just stand there and smile. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me, <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Right. But I think yeah. it can feel really good to command a space. And yes. I think that there is a sense of confidence and um, empowerment within that. And being seen. Being yeah. seen. Yeah, yep. being totally seen and yep. being open to being seen. Yeah. I, I know the feeling you're talking about, and I definitely have that experience at times. I don't think I ever slow down. I think I have to make myself slow down just so people can track me. <laughs> I, I notice sometimes when I'm leading things, I'm like, I've been writing down a lot of meditations that I lead, both so that I don't drop in too far because I'm holding a space, but also so that I can track my cadence. Oh, nice. Um, instead of just like rambling or, you know, I, sometimes I can go too slow if I'm dropping in too far for myself while I'm trying to lead something simultaneously. It's like a long pause. Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I just really went somewhere and I'm supposed <laughs> to be holding this for everyone else. But uh there is something, like I was saying, deeply empowering about that. And I, I think so often we are kind of shamed around being noticed. I don't think that's true. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's true across the board. I think there's different instances. Well, and I feel like as women, I feel like just being empowered, mm-hmm. you know, and, ha- and being a powerful woman is shamed. And it can be shamed. Mm-hmm. Not always, but... No. Like over the year, over the centuries, you know, women have had to fight to be seen as equals. Yeah. Um, So whether that's something that you all experience or, you know, or, you know, it's deep in there. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you don't think you do, but something comes up and you're like, huh, I don't really want to do that right now. I'm really scared and I don't know why, you know? You mean about being seen? Yeah, about yeah. being seen. Well, and the other thing that can happen around creating, you know, I, we said we were going to talk about creating ritual, but I think this even goes deeper to the fact of like just creating ritual in a way that allowed you to be seen. Um, 
the other thing that can happen, I know for myself, is that I'll like rock it hard and I'll feel super good about what just happened. And then I go into this like shame, shame. spiral. Yep. I'll oh, like, yeah. like I'll leave a scenario and go out to my car or I'll turn off my computer and walk away from whatever I was doing. And suddenly I'm like, I'm bad. I'm very bad. <laughs> I'm so that humil- was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I'm so that- humiliated, even yeah. though. Five minutes before I was feeling on top you were of the high world. as a kite. Totally. You were like, I did that. I nailed it. Yes. Yes. Yep. And then it's like, oh, okay. I'm in this shame spiral now. What is that about? Yep. Um, and it's about being seen in our vulnerability. Yeah. Right. It's vulnerable to like shine. It is not easy. No. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's super amazing. So that's, that's kind of the point. I mean, that's, that's not the only point of this discussion that we're having here. But I think that was really a piece of it that I'm glad we're we're bringing to the surface because it's not just the logistics of like, what's it like to lead a solo ritual? Yeah. Uh, what's it like to co-create or lead or hold space for a group? Um, it's also what, what edges, I think that's really it. How does it empower you and what edges are you coming up against and can you work those edges? Well, I mean, yes, you can be write your logistics. Who's casting this? Who's, you know, mm-hmm. East Air and just go through that. But then it's kind of dry. Like if you're not coming from a place of like that's something, if you're leading personally, you're not coming from a place that's something that's really, you know, resonating for you yeah. or that something's that you really want to share because this is important to you or somehow it's living inside you and you want others you know, and, but then, you know, you share it and then you can have that like, oh, they didn't like it. Yes. And maybe they did. And maybe they didn't, you know, is that really what it's about? It's mm-hmm. about what, that you actually stepped up and said, Hey, look, I have this to share. Like, that's an amazing thing to do. Yeah. I think it becomes more vulnerable. The more, um, authentically we show up with pieces of ourselves and that's, you know, that those are the the heart of the ritual. It really does. It, it becomes a lot more vulnerable, but it also becomes more powerful because it's real. Yeah. And everyone feels it. Yes. Yes. Whether they're there and they can touch in there, it's all up to them because who knows what's going on for people, you know, some, you don't know what's happening for someone in any moment. So, you know, maybe they're just not there, mm-hmm. but you know, you offered something amazing and you showed your soul. That's good enough. <laughs> it's better than good enough. It's yeah, it's important. It's really important work. So, you know, as you're stepping out on your journey, whether you're in the beginning stages of learning how to do this or whether you've been rocking ritual for ages, you know, just I would encourage you, I think my invitation would be to take note of where your edges lie. And for me, I know one of the things I I come up against, you were talking, Veronica, about things becoming kind of dry. Yeah. Like I definitely have to check myself and I when I'm creating an intention for a ritual, because I'm doing a lot of ritual right now uh, with my Diving Deeper membership because we're doing two moon rituals a month. So I'm always trying to think about what what's happening in the lunar cycle, what's happening in the zodiac. And how does that land in me in this moment? And then how can that translate? How can I then create an intention about that that's coming from like more of a heart place versus, oh, the moon is in this sign. So we should do that this. That means this. Right. Yeah. Um, because I, I think the one of the biggest gifts that magic brings 
and enacting ritual brings is this connection to a much deeper place inside of ourselves. And so when you come at it with an authentic, heartful, clear intention, you can access those places and you can give other people access to those places inside of themselves. Whether they choose to go there or not. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, you're just, it's but an offering. Just, it's an offering. Yeah. It's a door. <laughs> it's an opening I'm door. like ready to do a ritual. Guess what? We're going to be doing a ritual here and I'm going to be leading it. I know. How are you <laughs> feeling about leading tonight, Veronica? Um, I'm glad you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I was going to bring this up because it's very valid. And that is I am bringing something that I've worked pretty long and hard on. Mm-hmm. And um, I've tweaked it many times. And I've gone back and forth with, wait, hey, this is not going to work. I need to do this just timing wise. Um, and so I'm feeling like I've led for years in our group. And I'm feeling a little um, anxious about timing and how it's going to translate on the computer like we're doing on zoom like Mm -hmm. how it's going to translate like are people going to get what i hope they're they're going to get out of it we'll tell you about that next week about whether or not we got (laughs) we got i you know what i actually know that people are going to get out of it well here no let me back this up people are going to get out of it what they put into it thank you all right yes yes yeah exactly yeah that's that's really what's true I also am super excited because I know for a fact that this is a preview of the class Veronica and I are teaching Yes, <laughs> that we started talking about at the beginning of this podcast, which was this tarot class that we are, uh, we're going to be teaching. And so this is actually the free version, the, the like pre-class class that we're going to get to play with tonight. And I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing flow and I'm hoping, of it is. yeah, <laughs> because Veronica made it. I did. I did. I created this and I changed it and I rechanged it and I changed it again. And, and then also taking an account like people's physical abilities yeah. and, you know, um, some people can't do certain things and I'm like, okay, this is not really about, um, and I, I truly believe this about yoga is it's not about like getting your body in a, this position mm-hmm. in this shape that's supposed to look like this. Um, the position is just like a vehicle for going inside. Yes. You know, you're just going inside. So it's just like opening areas that most likely we all have tension all over our bodies that you have tension where maybe you can find a little opening and allow some relaxation, some breath, some energy in there to revitalize yourself. Some tarot card energy. Oh yeah. It's all, it's all about the fool's journey, yo. I mean, not to like spoil our free class. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm really excited. So I'm excited about leading this ritual tonight. I am a little nervous too about timing and um, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Whenever you bring something new and try something new, even in a group you're familiar in, there's a little bit of nervousness. Yeah. Oh, totally. So I think it's good, you know to start small if you, if you are out there in the world and maybe you have a couple friends and you're like, we should totally do a ritual. Yeah. You know, like don't, you don't have to do something that's going to like bust your guts wide open. You can start little steps, little steps. It can be very authentic and heartfelt and not necessarily have to go super deep or make you feel incredibly vulnerable right off the bat. I don't know if we made our point. Did we make our point? I think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go do some rituals. Yeah, do some rituals. It'll be rad. 
you'll be grateful that you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, find your edges, find your edges and be willing to work them a little bit. It's very enriching. It is. And you're super powerful people. We can do anything really. really. But yeah. I, I guess I just want to remind everybody like you are magic. And ritual is one of the ways that we can access that magic and let it really move through us and really implement change in ourselves and all around. Veronica's not going to say anything. I'm she's so gonna, happy. She's just going <laughs> to smile lovingly I'm at just me like, again. I, I need, I'm going to need to hear that right before the ritual. Okay, oh. Emily, say those words to me. Well, we'll hit replay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, friends, we will, uh, we'll be back next week with some more stuff to tell you. <laughs> Some more ramblings. Some more ramblings. Yeah. But thanks for tuning in. And like I said, you are magic. Just embrace it. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You could just click the little stars, you know, and give us like some cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. <laughs> must be so there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.